4: 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: Oh,
3: what's going on?
0: It is a rainy Saturday afternoon, and it is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. John Barcher, James Zeltzer, and of course the FA himself Brandon League out and finally not hanging out with rock stars on a random Saturday in the offseason season. As uh, what circus survive, and then we've had Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I think he was even palling around with Lars Ulrich from uh, Metallica last night. It's been a it's been an eventful uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks for blg but uh we are here we're talking uh, uh, about rookie camp and we're going to get into who's probably not going to make the 53 we're going to give our predictions on that we want yours as well 888-729-9494 james how you feeling today buddy
5: uh Honestly, I'm just honored that BLG's gracing us with his presence. You know, I feel like we are way too low on the totem pole of, like, the coolness totem pole to be able to hang out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, look look at us. You know, it's, yeah. BLG, what's happening, man? I think
6: you guys are the real rock stars, not, to be honest.
0: <laughs> and it's too late. It's too late. Uh, but by us lunch we might change our minds. Uh, so, uh, fellas, the Brandon Graham thing this week. Now, I know it's just rumors, and I know that there's a bunch of conflicting reports and might even need Asante Samuel to sort some things out (laughs) for us right here. But regardless of if Brandon Graham is really truly at some point going to hold out for a little bit, and even from yesterday, it sounded like Doug Peterson made the suggestion that he probably wouldn't be here for OTAs. It's all voluntary. I'm sure there will be thousands of clicks and thousands of articles written just about that alone. I don't think that's that big of a deal. What I'm more shocked by throughout this entire week that the fan base looked at Brandon Graham and go, how dare you? How dare you ask for more money? Even though I'm outplaying every single person on that defensive line, the guy that even made $100 million, the guy that's getting $23 million guaranteed, who has just as many sacks as Marcus Smith, the same guy who's going to be turning 29 and it deserves a lot of that money, the same guy that played good soldier when Chip Kelly was here, kept his mouth shut for the most part, did his job, And still produced as a 3-4 outside linebacker who went into free agency, who said, I'm going to get screwed here because now I've been, for the last two years I played out of my position, so now my market's soft. Now he's coming back in, and the mere thought, the mere thought that Brandon Graham wanted a little more money for busting his ass and, and being the player that he has become in the last five years, how dare you? He's overrated. I can't believe this <laughs> Eagles fan base. I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking to the same people that a month and a half ago, when we're all sitting here suggesting and everybody's going, you're crazy, don't trade the, trade the 14th round pick for Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brandon Graham? How dare you? He's untouchable. To a month and a half later, everybody's... Freaking out about it! Stop it! Choose one already. I'm tired of having these conversations all the time. John, you're in a good mood. I'm I like fired it. up, man. I'm fired up. Like, no, let's go. I, this I, is silly.
5: I, I, I'm with you. Look, I don't know what's going to end up happening with the money. He is 29. What he is probably going to want might not be something the Eagles can afford. Ultimately, my bigger thing is I'm with you, John. Like these guys have such a finite amount of time in their lives to make the most amount of money they can make. Their peak earning potential is so short. If any of these guys wants to say, I want more money, I am never going to give them crap for it. I'm just not. Like, I I think it's just the way the NFL is. And and we talked a little bit on the podcast at BGN underscore radio about the fact that maybe the league is kind of shifting in terms of contracts. These one-year deals we're seeing this year, will that become a trend? That could kind of hurt Graham's value for a long-term deal moving forward, especially at his age, but... John, I'm with you, Brandon. I, I don't know how you feel, but I, I personally, I have zero problem with him who has outplayed, like you said, everyone on that line asking for more money.
6: We we did the show. You know, uh, We posted the podcast on BGN. I put out the the show title was what, John? Should the Eagles give Brandon Graham more money? Yeah, does he deserve a new contract, et cetera, the et cetera. The replies to that tweet were insane to me. These people are like, <laughs> no, he sucks, and like five and a half sacks shouldn't get you more money. Listen, people. Randy Graham combined total of sacks, hurries, and knockdowns in 2016 was 80. It was the highest in the NFL. <laughs> What are we doing here? But and Don, he didn't
5: get sacks, Brandon. And that's
6: the other thing. Like, look, guys, I know sacks are an important number. Obviously, you want more of them. But still, I mean, it's not It's not the only stat. I mean, there's so many plays. How many plays did we see? Especially, you know, that big year that Connor Barwin had one year. I mean, obviously. 14 and a half sacks. And how much, did, how much were we clamoring for him to get better money after that? And how much of that wasn't even him? No offense to Connor Barwin. But, like, a lot of that. Half of them weren't. A lot of the times it's Fletcher Cox or someone creating so much attention on the off Offensive line that suddenly Connor Barwin gets a free rush at the quarterback, so Sass, sacks are kind of a flawed stat there. And it's to me, John. The other thing when you talk about how people didn't want to give up Brandon Graham or during the trade, I think of people who were too willing to. They're like, "Oh yeah, we will just get rid of Brandon Graham. It's no big deal." And I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" He's like one of the, last year. When this Eagles defense, or this team as a whole, they had some really bad games. You look at that Cincinnati game. Brandon Graham was the only player, I feel like, in every single game last year who brought it each and every single week.
0: Yeah, there was no let-up. There was no, like, oh, Benny Logan had a bad game, oh, Fletcher Cox had a bad game. None. Not one. I can't remember one game last year where all of that was pumping through, he, even if they were down, even if it was like, yeah. this is an unwinnable game, he still kept coming, and kept coming, and made guys eat, eat their lunch, and... I know that uh, the GIF has been going around with uh, even our old good friend Sam Bradford, who during that Minnesota game forced two interceptions, forced the, you know, and that's the, you've touched on it big time. And I know that defensive coaches probably go over the top with it at some time, but if you can move the quarterback off the spot, it's just as effective as sacking him. It really is sometimes because then you got to trust your secondary, which has been the problem here, but Brandon Graham does that all of the time.
5: Yeah, and it would be a different thing if he were getting close a lot and not closing. That really hasn't been the case. You know, It hasn't been because he hasn't been able to close. It's just situations like we talked about where they'll get rid of the ball quickly or, like you said, he'll force an interception or whatever. Plus, the way it kind of played out last year with Logan missing time, with Cox not necessarily being quite as dominant as we expected – Throughout the season, as it went on, he kept seeing more attention from offensive lines as well and still produced every single week. I'm with you. I'm a little, I'm not saying, again, 29 years old, I think that's something you have to factor in. Sure. Mileage, all that stuff. I don't know if I would give him what he wants, but to say that, to start saying he stinks is just ridiculous.
0: I think, and in, in people have it in their heads already that they have a number of, uh, <laughs> from a rumor that he wants, automatically wants $10 million. I'm like, whoa, whoa, why not? I, I All I'm saying is if he had a $1.5 to $2 million base bump and then got more guaranteed money onto that, and it's really just a two-year extension anyway, that's all you really need right now. I mean, it's the same. Think about the money that they're giving to Chris Long, and he's 31, right? So I, I, I don't I don't really see a huge downfall if they do that. I also see that from the Eagles' perspective, too, there's no reason to do that either in their eyes. So I don't think... I don't think Brandon would have any leverage anyway.
5: Well, one other thing just to add on, and you mentioned it, and I I don't go overboard for the good soldier type stuff, but this guy has come here and not once complained. He's always the guy out there talking to the media, always a smile on his face, you know, and again, like, I'm not saying this is mutually exclusive, but... Give the guy a little bit of a break. He hasn't even actually requested anything. Yeah, he yeah. retweeted Lockham for us saying that it's yeah. unsubstantiated. He's ready to go for the season. Like, let's chill out here for a second and stop damning the man before we even know what the situation is.
0: Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Dan in Pottstown, Dan. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, my
7: fellow uh, 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 Green Bleeders? <laughs> what up,
0: Dan? Ah, <laughs> Green Bleeders. I like it.
7: Listen, 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 gentlemen. I agree with the fact that Brandon Graham is the best, was the best defensive player on his line, on a, on, a, on a defensive line that's underachieving. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't afford to pay him, first and foremost. And secondly, I, I mean, $6.5 million ain't a little bit of money. You know what I mean? That's not a little bit of money. For for the, the output that he had, he was a first round pick, and he admitted himself, um, fellas, on, 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 on this radio show. Not maybe not necessarily your radio so show that he was a bust for for a few years. You know what I mean? So do I feel like he's worth? A, tell Vinny, look, tell Vinny and tell Flex to kick it a million a piece they can afford it. <laughs> and, and
0: but man, you know but honestly, I mean? but that's uh, that's where I come from, Dan. I mean, where where the Eagles have preached so much mm-hmm. about taking care of our own guys and doing that, and we don't want to have that weirdness anymore. Well, when you're paying Vinnie Curry and when you're paying Zach Ertz all this money and you're the one, you're probably the MVP of the entire team uh, in in these kind of restructuring down years with all these different new players here. He's the one that's being consistent. Why can't he go? Why can't he get something? That's what actually, I'm saying. Actually, it looks think, bad. Actually,
7: I think uh, um, Jordan Hicks is the uh, best player on our defense, to be honest with you. Consistently, from the time he stepped on the field. He's the one who produced the most numbers, I feel like and has uh, gradually um, progressed. um Yeah, I could see that you know then. I could see that
5: year, and he ain't bitching. You know what I mean? So
0: he's also under his rookie contract, situation. And again,
5: Brandon Graham is not bitching. Call, like then. that that's the that that's a kind of a misconception here. Like, has anyone heard Brandon Graham or anyone associated with Brandon Graham say anything? No, it's just these kind of like rumors agent. that you NFL it's, uh, it's some of it's speculation even. Like the, he's gonna want money. Like, let's let's chill out. But if he's not here for OTAs, then this is a discussion that we can actually have and say, all right, well, probably won't should be. be here. I don't know. I think he might
6: be. We'll see. Uh the other thing is we don't even know if he wants a new contract. I mean, he might not be or his agent even wants a new con I mean, obviously that would be ideal, but when the Eagles uh gave Brandon Graham I think that contract and free agency <clears throat> excuse me real quick, Um, Brand, uh, they also bumped Hunter Barwin's salary. Remember, That's they didn't right. give him yeah. like an extension, yeah. I think so much as they kind of just reworked some of the money there to give him more or something like that. I think they could do something like with that because look, it has to be like however you feel about Brandon Graham, whether you think it's deserved or not, you can't look at this and be like, it's unreasonable for him to be frustrated because you look at this, if you're Brandon Graham, and you see Vinnie Curry, mm-hmm. who he's not even playing. That's the thing. Like, forget production and all yeah. that. That's like, you can, you can have an opinion if he's worth it or not. He's literally not playing. He's playing less than 50% of the snaps. So it's not just about this guy isn't even producing as much as me. He's not even putting in the same work on the field. Like, I'm playing more. I'm risking myself more injury-wise, and I'm going out there every week, and this guy is not even playing half of the snaps. Yeah, and it's just, that's what I'm saying, like, it's not that hard... It's not that
0: hard to give him more guaranteed money and to stretch that out. And what actually, maybe it would benefit that six and a half cap number two. Maybe that goes down in its first year. How he's really good at this. Yes, stuff. exactly. So I, I don't really uh, see a problem with that. And I, again, I don't really see a problem from the Eagles' side if they said we don't want to do that at this stage. We want to see what happens. And uh, again, it's not for me. It is not really about a, a, a thing that may or may not be happening contract wise. It's the reaction of people that are putting... Wait, the overrated button, I guess, on on Brandon Graham, and only because of this, they I wouldn't can't... have said
5: it a month ago. The problem is, this happens, and all of a sudden, people are like, oh, "Oh, he's not worth the money." This and that, but it's like a month ago, everyone was like, "Yeah, he didn't get to the quarterback enough, maybe, but he still was the best defensive player, or one of the two best defensive players I've, on this
6: team last year." I still think you have a little bit of the Earl Thomas residual thing still. I think that's still around to some sure. extent. I think, I think there's that's always fair. going to be. Well, good. This he's kind
0: retiring probably,
6: <laughs> and just... he's going to stay retired, right?
0: Is he? Who, Earl
5: Thomas? No, yeah. he'll be back. He's no.
6: going to play. He get, okay. Yeah, he said right. that, well,
5: that was a momentary, uh, but there's my leg yeah. snapped, I'm going to retire. for him here.
6: Yeah. Because yeah. of that. It's, it's uh, and
5: never gone away.
0: <laughs> hey, here's another hot take for you. Earl Thomas probably would have failed here, too. Okay.
1: Oh, All right.
0: Whoa. All right. That white nine wasn't was wasn't working out for anybody. Wow. Anybody that's going in there, especially when you got to play that and do a bunch of rookie mistakes. I don't think he, he would have had the, the elevated flames career that he are shooting does. out of there John's nose right now. How about right that? Uh, it's <laughs> Keith in the Northeast. Keith, what's happening, man?
8: Hey, how you doing today, guys? Good, Yo,
5: Keith. What's up, man?
8: I just want to chime in on the whole Brandon Graham situation. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm with you in a sense that I'm, I'm never going to fault a player for asking for more money. And uh, you know, in this particular situation, yes, he's playing at least at or above what he's being paid, in my opinion. But the whole problem with this, the whole contracts and what players get paid, <clears throat> like you've seen, I mean, he underperformed his rookie contract. No fault of his own, sure. he, was, he shouldn't have been that high of a pick, to be honest, but, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't give money back when you're not playing as well. Well, come on, let's be real. Would any of us give that money back? No. No.
0: We it, at any job, especially if they hired you, and it's like, what if you were like, okay, we're going to promote you to this new thing in the company, and then they don't, even if you get demoted, they're like, and by the way, we're going to need that money back. <laughs> like, that would never yeah, happen. I'm-
8: Yeah, unfortunately, to be honest with you, the only sport that's got it right is golf. You know, you only get paid a lot of money when you win, (laughs) you know. Um, Unfortunately, they're team sports and you can't do it. And the thing is, he's not stomping his feet. He's not, you know, he made no mention of really holding out himself. No. As far as I'm concerned, if it fits the budget and they're not doing something stupid like they did with Vinny Carey, I see no problem with giving him more money.
9: Yeah, Um, neither do
0: I, Keith, and we appreciate the phone call, buddy, and that's just... I think I think everyone can agree with that. Plus, the other thing with I mean, Vinny Curry's gone next year, right? I mean, like <laughs> yeah, I the, don't, as the, soon the con- as there's no penalties, the, sure the contract, the penalties all in. I mean, they could. I mean, if somebody wanted to trade for him right sure. now too, they could do that. But uh, I mean, he's
6: not going to be here, right? He would have to have a really good year this year or something yeah. for it or to make like sense.
5: a massive restructure or whatever. Yeah, I guess theoretically, like that. like that could happen. But man, I. I sh- Vinnie, what what happened to Vinny Curry? I mean, I how know. like because even I get the, the, maybe he's not a full-time player, but how did he go from being so productive in limited time to
6: not? The only thing I can think of, I guess that's kind of a conspiracy theory too. And as we all know from our special bonus <laughs> uh, material on the patreon.com com, oh, yes. Slash BGN radio. Uh, we're, we're beginning to conspiracy theories here, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, He did get hurt, I think, at the end of last preseason. He did suffer, like, uh, it wasn't obviously like an ACL or anything major out for the season kind of deal, but it was was some kind of significant knee injury, I think. I guess you could kind of think it was that, but, man, I don't know. It's just... It doesn't look good, and, and really, it's there's so many things now with this team that that Curry trying to t- track specifically, I keep coming back to, like, again, the Derek Barnett pick. I don't dislike Derek Barnett, but it just frustrates me, like, defensive end is such a big need, because they don't count on Vinny Curry after paying him. And now the Brandon Graham situation, you don't have money to pay some of the players you might want to pay, and you have the, I think they have the fewest amount of cap space in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, again, they do. And it's coming back to the Vinnie Curry contract. And you said the thing with Zach Ertz, John, but the, the thing is, even if you don't like Zach Ertz, at least he plays. Like, yeah. Vinnie Curry isn't playing. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the most frustrating thing.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll uh, get into a little bit of that, too, as we had a nice little semi-exclusive uh, interview with, with Zach Ertz, and maybe we can debate how much of the injuries and not having a consistent quarterback really do matter. It's go to Will uh, in Swell. Will, what's going on, buddy?
10: Hey, guys. Uh... I've been listening to everyone lately talking about the Eagles running back situation and how we need a bell cow, you know, first down back.
0: Yeah. And And I've been one of them. (laughs) Okay.
10: Well, here's my thing. Here's what I see. Over the last two years, I know, especially the end of Chip Kelly and even some this past year, everyone, every single Monday would talk about how, Every time one of our running backs came in, like when Sproles would come in, you know it would either be a pass, more likely it would be a pass, or any of the other running backs. They knew what was going to happen, especially when Ryan Matthews came in. When Ryan Matthews came in, you know, 100% sure it was going to be a run, more or less. Well, with the running backs we have now, between Sproles, Smallwood, um, Humphrey, Clement, whoever makes it, they're all dual-threat guys. Doesn't that make the offense a little bit more dynamic for the mere fact that you have no – the defenses really have no idea what's coming at them?
0: I think there's something to it, Will. Yeah, there's something to that. It's just a matter of if those guys can kind of carry that way. And I don't know if everybody knows this at the station or not, but Vince Quinn is also a part of of BGN Radio now. He's he's doing some fantastic things. Uh, He's got his own show on there with uh, Upon Further Review, which really does a a great deep dive. So. Again, go subscribe to all the podcasts at BGN underscore radio. You actually put out an article about this not too long ago, didn't you, bud?
3: Yeah, I did. And when it comes to the running back situation, it's you look at the trend. Sometimes the league has bad trends. Paying defensive tackle $17 million, for example, is a bad trend. I don't like it. But when it comes to running backs, the committee approach, it makes a lot of sense because running backs are cheaper. Um, they're plentiful in talent. You can draft them late, so you're not worrying about busting on a second-round pick or a first-round pick. Everything that you look at, it, it just signals that you should have the committee. And sure, you need guys that do different things. Like you have Sproles, you have Pumphrey. How, are they complementary or do they overlap? And that's a problem you're going to have this year. But generally speaking, Smallwood's a little bit different than Pumphrey. And and you hope that with those guys as... A, Specialists to a degree, you can have enough variety with how you use them to keep defenses on their toes. Okay.
0: Uh, when we come back, I'm going to totally rip that apart. It is BGN Radio. <laughs> John Barcher, James Elson, Brandon Lee and right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: So, uh, you may be thinking to yourself, wow, Vince is a really smart guy. Vince is I wasn't, incredibly, you know, that's a, that was a really good point that he made about running backs by committee. And if there's such a plethora of talent in the NFL with those type of folks, why don't we see it ever in the NFL work or happen consistently? It never happens like that. The running back by committee does is from year to year is never effective. We made fun of Dallas when they're like, we don't need DeMarco Murray. We'll be fine with Joseph freaking Randall, who steals underwear from a department store. He's the guy we want. Oops. And then it fell apart. Darren McFadden. and all this. So what is your definition of running back by committee here, Vince? Don't you need talented running backs yeah. for it to work? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, you need talented guys, but you need it if you have two or three players that can do certain things well. Like Atlanta was just in the Super Bowl, and so is New England. And right, they but, but that's guys. not a it's
5: rotate. Like I, that's the thing. It's I think we are getting lost in the in the you know semantics of running back by committee because I don't consider Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman a running back by committee. I no, consider because that they could they
0: could two backs or huge tw- parts of the offense for twenty carries yeah. on a, on separate teams. Okay, well, New England,
3: for example, they do it. They have like Tom seventeen Brady. different. They have running, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. They, well, they have as many running backs as I think there are members in the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> on top of that, like you look at Denver, the year before that, they're they're rotating three different running backs in there every week. Like good one of the
0: greatest defenses of all time. Didn't score a, lot, a ton well, of points,
3: but, but that's the trade-off. And it was too. still mostly
5: C.J. Anderson. Like when it, you know, when he was playing well, it was they had a guy like they wanted a guy to be the guy.
3: Yeah, they would rotate between Ronnie Hillman and all these other things. But the other, the fact is, like, all right, is it great to have a running back who can do everything all the time, thirty touches a game, or whatever you want to do? Absolutely. Where does the money go? I mean, you have to put the money into that guy, and then you're going to have a really bad defense. Like, you have to choose where you want to be bad, and I think the league facilitates you being bad at running back over everything else.
6: Is that true, BLG? Would you agree Uh-oh. with that? Oh, man. this is you've, we've, If you've ever listened to this show at any point ever, I mean, you're probably bored of me already saying this. <laughs> it's like the only thing I've been saying is that. I really want a guy in here for the specific. It's not even this general debate to me. It's just the specific thing of this team and looking how they were last year and look at their like best game. What was one of their best games Atlanta. last year? They beat the crap out of the Falcons. They held the Falcons to like the fewest amount of points and everything and yards they had and, and like an historically great offense. And how did they do that? They controlled the clock with Ryan Matthews, who had an awesome game. Ryan Matthews, who was a former first round pick, by the way. Um, and that's and they took the, the pressure off of Carson Wentz. Now, I know you traded up for Carson Wentz, so it's, I'm not saying like we need to have a run-heavy offense all of a sudden we should never have Carson throw, because, I mean, you you traded up for him, you trust in him for a reason, but like, let's take the pressure off of him. Let's not have him throw 60 times a game. Let's not have him throw the second most amount of times of any rookie quarterback ever. Like That's all I want a running back, is so that we can take pressure off Carson Wentz, and I think that'll do wonders for the offense and the defense as a whole.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's... And maybe James is right about the semantics part of it. Because when I think committee, I automatically think there isn't one guy on yes. this team that can carry it 15 plus times. Yes. And that's and that never works. That's that, just like... And to your point, Vince, I guess that's why if you're going to suck at one thing, it might as well be that. If you have a, a pretty good offensive line, a good quarterback, and a great defense, you might as well just skimp on, on running back and see if you hit here.
3: Yeah, you got to be bad somewhere. It's well, just a fact of life. Spe- the
5: one part of that I do really agree with is the fact that running backs do get used up really quickly. It is a really tough position on the body for sure. longevity. You know, we all know the, you know, what is it like the span? Average span is like three years for mm-hmm. running back or something career wise. So from that perspective, I get it. I get the idea of wanting more bodies, wanting guys you can kind of, you know, expand their life cycle, but also use up guys as they go. So um, I get that part of it, but I think that, I think that committee is just a better way of saying we don't have good enough running backs.
0: But why don't we say those things about other positions? Like, why of all the other skill positions, especially in the offense, why don't we say that about wide receivers? Why don't we... Like, why is there no, like, oh, well, you... You need a you need a really good wide receiver, but Andy Reid didn't believe in that for a very long time there, and that that was an NFL trend for a long time too. Sure. No, the quarterback, the offensive line, and the running back is what's more
6: most important here. Why does that never come up with wide receivers? When we had Donovan McNabb on with us, uh, BG and Radio during the draft, he he had talked about the importance of having a quote unquote a horse at wide receiver and how much that obviously benefited him when they got mm-hmm. to and everything. Right. Um, And in the league now, I think it's weird. I think you know. I think a lot of people used to point to the Patriots more. And now, having again, they have Tom Brady. So I don't really know if that's a good example. But you know, they just kind of had guys at wide receiver for a long time. Still, kind of do. Obviously, they've Gronk and they got Randy Moss and hey, had one of their the best seasons in NFL history. And Julian Edelman really like
5: a really good NFL (laughs) wide receiver too.
6: Right. Um, But I don't know. It's a weird spot. I think. uh, I think there's. The NFL is so big. There's 32 teams, and there's so many ways to do things. And trends shift all the time. I feel like it used to be you. Not only you had to have a starting running back, you had to have two running backs, like two really good running backs. I feel like it used to be that way, and now it's really shifted. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio ninety
0: four WIP.
5: Yeah, I agree with the the trend point that we've kind of just obviously seen the NFL go to a more more of a passing league. But I also think part of it is that you know you have three to four wide receivers out on the field at every play, you know, so you can kind of spread it around. If you do have a Julian Edelman and, uh, you know, whoever, Chris Hogan or whatever, you can kind of get by a little bit better <laughs> yeah. than than where it's clearly, if you don't have a running back who can get you yards, it's so apparent and so obvious. So I think that might be part of it, but it's a great question. I think I, think, I, I agree with BLG. I think that the, the trend in the league is the number one reason.
0: I think what's going to happen this year, if they don't, and I don't know what's going to happen. You know, out of this rookie camp, we'll get into that in a little bit too. Corey Clement's always just the hottest name because he's a bruiser, UDFA, he should have been drafted in somewhere in the top 10 to 15. He had mentioned that uh, you know, when everybody was around him during the huddles and all that stuff too. I get it. I don't think he's going to be on this football team. When, when push comes to shove, when this team's in week six or seven and there still isn't a true answer in the running game, it might improve. Sure, Wendell Smallwood... Might take a huge leap forward. I might ha- be reading this thing completely wrong, and you can give him 20 carries a game. I look at his size and his frame and his skill set, and I don't see that at all. And now. his injury history. Yeah. And, his yeah, a- and
5: his blocking ability.
0: And so there's nobody there other than Sproles right now that can kind of do all three of those things, and we already know you can't give him a ton of carries, at least not game to game to game. You can re- you know rely on him for a game or two here. Uh, so then it's it really comes down to how confident are you feeling about Donnell Pumphrey, and I think when, I mean, it is crazy to see him live because so I, you just go like, there was a ball that came to the sideline that just got knocked away, and Derek Gunn tossed it back, and as soon as he stood back up and we were all eye-to-eye with him, I was like, wow, this guy is tiny. Now, again, Teron Davenport likes to say size is not a skill, but at the same time, it definitely determines your durability in this league so I, I I don't know. I and you look at his college history. One of the most broken tackle guys in in in, in history. His more than Fournette, I think. Or yeah, something like that. It, it's crazy. So uh, he's elusive, and that's great. I don't know if he can do it. It's a huge jump, though. And we've seen those. We've seen that happen a lot between college and NFL guys that are are that size. That success rate's not great. So. Eagles need a running back here, right, Bellus? I mean, like, they, I don't think they're done. No, I
5: agree. And and going back to the Clement thing, it's like we have this thing in this city, and we did it with Henry Josie. We've done it so huh. many times with the wide receivers, <laughs> the Russell Shepherds, the Rasheed Bailey, all Brown. these guys. Yeah, yeah, where we find a way to take these guys who were not drafted. And put all our hopes on them and say, oh, he's going to be the guy. Why wasn't he drafted then? Mm. Why wasn't he taken in the first seven rounds of the draft? Like, th- there's a reason that he was a U- UFDA. I like him for UDF UFDA, but I think we in this city have a tendency to kind of get a little carried away with these guys. Wait, you-
0: <laughs> UDFA? UF, UDF, whatever. UF, yes, Thank you. Undrafted. UDFA. Yeah,
5: we there, went, yeah. We went I from kept uh, UFDA, UDF. UFDA meet. meets. Yes. <laughs>
6: I was thinking of meets. One real quick thing on the running backs, guys. The Eagles themselves, as far as we know, also really wanted it. You can't tell me this is like, oh, this was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There was so much talk about them wanting Christian McCaffrey, uh, and then he didn't get there. There was talk that they wanted to trade up for Dalvin Cook. Those things didn't happen. Do we know if they're you know true or not? One hundred percent, no. But when you get the signs out there, you're starting to think like, oh, they wanted a running back and they didn't get one. Yeah, and and later on too. I mean, they definitely wanted corner running
0: back, fifth round there, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth round too, I believe they traded back as well. Now if if yep. I recall correctly, so yeah, there was there was all that they wanted. They wanted another guy that was in there, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm I think towards end of training camp, you're going to see. Something along those lines. I think maybe you get a Kendricks for running back swap. Something like that.
5: I, I mean, I would love that. But back, back to Pumphrey real quick, just to reiterate that, like he's really small. Like I love his playmaking ability. <laughs> I really do. I love his playmaking ability and all that. But like like he's really tiny and these people are big and fast and strong. I'm not saying he's not going to be able to do it, but I'm saying to rely on him in his rookie season yes, to carry any issue. sort of real yeah. load is is an issue.
0: And that's why I guess they don't have to sell high, at, the, I mean, not that they could anyway, but that's that's the beauty of of kind of Vince's point where if you go get a veteran guy right now, just a mold and shape to see what you have in these rookies, and then you can move on from them the next year and go, okay, this guy can take the load, and we're going to go find uh, hopefully the thunder to go along with that. 888-729-9494. Let's go to Chris in Salt Lake City. What's up, buddy?
11: How's it going? Uh, really appreciate listening to you guys. I uh, found you a couple of years ago at the end of the Chip Kelly era. Oh, so, awesome. Wow. Thanks, there Chris. you go. The- you heard all our yeah. bad Chip Kelly takes. <laughs> That's right.
5: And you uh, stayed with us.
11: Well, it was right around the, uh, the, the infamous shady returns game. So I really appreciate <laughs> oh, it. Ah, okay, good, good.
0: Yes. Excellent. Thanks Chris. We What's on your mind it? today, buddy?
11: Well, I wanted to talk about the wide receiver position specifically. What do you think J Matt could be worth if we traded him? And, Also, kind of like with his inflated stats and him being like a a high-volume receiver for us, like what what do other teams view him as as far as value wise? It's a
6: very good question, Chris. Um, Off the top of my head, to answer your question first, what if I had to guess what the most you could get for Jordan Matthews? I think it's a third, and that's the most. I think you hit on a very good point there, Chris, with the inflated stats thing. I'm actually working on a post on that at BGN exclusive right here. Yeah, I was looking at some of the numbers, and I'm not going to get into all of it because I don't want to give it away yet, but. Almost 50% of his touchdowns have been in garbage time. And Whoa. now, you you know, garbage time is loosely defined. You know, you can kind of debate about it a little bit. But still, like, that's not good. And it, <laughs> it and matches up with the eye test, too. There's been so many games, it feels like, where the Eagles are getting blown out. And Jordan Matthews suddenly kind of just goes off for a big game. And And look, I don't hate Jordan Matthews. I think none of us really hate Jordan No, Matthews. I love no, Jordan Matthews. Yeah. It's the fact that, look, Alshon's going to be a free agent next year. And so is Timmy Jernigan. And so are like 16 other players. And Jordan Matthews is going to be one of them. And you're going to have to make a decision on him. And he's a guy who he has definitely has some good qualities, but he drops passes. He can't really play in the outside. So are you going to give that big money to that kind of wide receiver? I don't think the Eagles need to trade him just for anything, Chris. Like if you're getting a seventh round pick, no, don't do that. Like he's, he has more value. Yeah, it doesn't to benefit the team. you this year. You can let him walk in free you, and try to get a comp pick or something. But if you're getting a third, to me, that's a no brainer.
11: Yeah, that, that that sounds pretty that's that's kinda of what I was thinking <laughs> yeah, the third question I had was uh Nelson Aguilar, if if he's gonna be the fourth receiver and doesn't, you know, win the any any time on special teams, then isn't it kind of a waste to keep him there for three million if you're not gonna get any production from him than just to keep maybe Another one of the, the draft picks like Gibson or or, or Holland. And Chris, that's guys. a
0: fantastic question, and we're just right up against the break. I think we will definitely answer that along with all the rest of your phone calls. 888-729-9494. It is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer, and Brandon Lee Gouton right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. <laughs>
0: The funny thing is, I forgot Chris's question.
5: <laughs> I, I thought I could remember, but what I do remember, happy 67th birthday, hey, to Steve. Happy
0: 67th wonder. birthday, Steve. Again, this is, uh, I mean, if you can't, if you're not right now like tapping your toe. Oh, you got to be. Keep I'm up. dancing. Love this stuff. SpeedGen Radio, John Barcher, James Elzer Brandon Lee Gauten, all hanging out with you till uh, 3 o'clock. Doing a split squad today. Vince Quinn uh, behind the glass till 2. The beautiful Mike Tafiri taking over after that, and we love them both
5: Oh, I remember dearly. his question. Oh, there we I go. I remember it. Hey, Nelson Aguilar, oh, special yes, teams. Yes,
0: very important. Uh, but I, you see, this is uh, it's going to come off like we're defending – uh, or at least I'm not going to lump everybody <laughs> in here. Don't, don't include me I, in that one when you go down I, that road. One last time, we'll have the tiniest, tiniest little <laughs> bit of Nelson Aguilar optimism coming in here. Because if we're going to use the excuse for quarterbacks and different quarterbacks and different – Offensive schemes for Zach Ertz, why can't we do the same thing with Nelson Aguilar now that he doesn't have to be the guy? You know, I I, again, I always will come back to there's no way that every single person that watched this kid pre-draft coming into this thing got it all wrong unless unless your name is Fran Duffy, who nailed that thing, nailed that son of a gun from, from day one. He had him ranked as the 17th wide receiver. But I think if he's just a role player and is in the slot, and is, you know, that again, that Josh Huff role that everybody got, semi-got excited about until the gun and weed thing happened right on that old bridge that we're looking at through the through the glass here, uh, I think there still would be a role for him, unless unless it's just god-awful preseason, and then I, I do agree with Chris, and you just let him go, it's $3 million, and it would affect the win total.
5: Yeah, here is why uh, he will not have a role. Because he stinks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just
5: not good. He makes I'm the team so, worse. He makes the team worse. At, like, and I get it. I get the whole different quarterbacks and all stuff. But like,
0: even if he's returning kickoffs
5: and stuff, we've still, watched yeah. him with our eyes. He doesn't play strong. He doesn't go up hard. He doesn't ever like make a play. Like, even in practice, James. He, even, like, we've I talked watched, about this. I yes. watched him
6: in practice. He's not it's not like he's one of these guys who like, oh, he's good in practice, can't figure it out in the game. I'm just not seeing it at all. People were just wrong. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety
0: four ninety four. It's go to Rob in Wilmington. Rob, what's going on this afternoon, pal?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Nope. Um, first time I called in, but listening to you guys for years now. Um, Thanks, for thank awesome, you, man. Thanks for calling yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Born in Philly, or born in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, but I've lived in Washington D.C. most of my life. Now I'm in New York, so I can't seem to get home to Philadelphia. <laughs> um, one last thing. Fun fact: played against Jonathan Allen. Hey, did uh, you in really high school, in high school? Wow,
0: how did Didn't that turn him? out? Didn't notice him. Didn't notice something. Uh, oh, wow! Oh. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> hey about that. See, but, that's but that's it, Rob. I'm. I've been trying to tell that to people for a very long time. Especially when people got upset about him and Ruben Foster and passing on. I was like, look, guys, he went to Washington, which doesn't have a general manager and then Ruben Foster went to a guy that, you know, has a heart meter when he describes players and and oh, yeah. transcribes them. So let's let's see how that pans out first. But yeah. Oh yeah.
1: One one question though. All right, my thing I was going to get to was about Detroit actually. You guys are talking about running backs not having a true running back. I'm a fan of a true running back. I remember the shady days and days before that with Westbrook. But I'm looking at the Detroit Lions who went 9 and 7, uh, almost made the playoffs, maybe they did, I can't remember, but they didn't have a true running back, and they—I uh, mean—they played us pretty well. So, what's your thoughts on kind of—I mean—the committee can work in an isolated situation.
0: Just really depends. So, I mean, in those know. situations, one, it really depends on the quarterback. Two, I mean, they—they they lost the guy that they invested in, so there yeah. was there was injury problems uh, uh, yeah. that were going on with the with the mirror. So, I you know. And- and, uh- I would
5: say three to the fact that like, while he is not a go-to running back, theoretic one of the five best receiving backs in football. So like, they still have at least that aspect of it to help. You know, that guy is really good at being a receiving running back.
10: True point. And hey, what about
1: McAllister? What do you guys think about him as a ball player? I mean, they keep hyping him up as he's gained some weight and he's got the skill
11: sets, et cetera, et cetera. But what's, <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? How he's
0: boy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that there's, a, I, I still thought that there was going to be a long way to go, Rob, and I appreciate the phone call. It's again, hey, I would be happy if he's part of that defensive end rotation. Yeah, fantastic. I just didn't see, I don't know, I he's didn't a see a frame. Yeah he, yeah, he, still is, and I think I actually think it's kind of odd that he's not on this rookie sheet list because there are a lot of guys that were on the practice squad from the previous years, like David Watford and some of those folks that were in there. Uh, I, to not be a part of these rookie camps and, and things like that. But besides that, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him making this squad. And I don't th- obviously by how they've
6: drafted, who yeah. they
0: signed. They've put so much depth into that D line. Now, I really would be surprised.
6: So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you see him at all. I don't think so either. I think uh, it would be hard. Maybe he spends another year in like the practice squad or something, and then maybe he's trying to compete for a roster spot. And a year from now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on him. I, I would treat him as like a dollar in your pocket. Like, hey, oh, that's really cool. I have that there. And if not, you didn't know. And with that, I mean, uh, because it's funny because I, I
0: haven't thought of McAllister in a very long time. And that's because yeah, we yeah, just drafted in the seventh round.
6: Late seventh pr- round. Yeah, yeah,
0: practice squad from, from there on out. And uh, they, yeah, they, I don't even remember. They didn't even bother, right? They just put him on injured reserve, I think, almost instantly. Instantly, Did, yeah. Didn't, didn't make it to one preseason game. So um, I wonder, as we're making these things and doing these predictions, I want, to get, I want everybody to start thinking, all right, as as this thing's starting to pan out, and we got a long way to go, and it's early in the process, who's not going to make this 53? Ooh. Who is not going to make it? It's easy to try and go, well, these guys and these guys and these guys, these are going to make it. Who's not going to make it? And, and I'm going to preface this, like, basically, guys that – maybe should make this roster, probably won't make this roster. I want some predictions coming in as well. 888-729-9494. Kevin in uh, New Hope, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, I wanted to get uh, you guys to give me a read on, and, I, and it's probably too early to tell, but, you know, the big thing for me with the team this year was really watching Doug Peterson. Um, you know, Chip, we thought he was going to be ecstasy. He turned out to be a roofie. Ruined the team. I felt like I was in the movie Hangover. Woke up on a roof in Vegas.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't think it was that uh, bad, but okay.
1: uh, It was horrendous. So, (laughs) you know, so so Doug's coming in, and first-time head coach, disciple of Andy, uh, you know, I wanted to see whether or not they could manage the team, whether they could put it back together, how they would, uh, you know, how they would coach the games to keep it close, not necessarily what our record was going to be. Um, all those things. How, how do you guys think he did? And what what do you hear around the league about whether he can take this team to the promised land?
0: I think we have in this room alone there's three split opinions <laughs> on what exactly Doug is. But, Brandon, I want to get your thoughts on this first because I, I, I actually forget where you stand on Doug Peterson as head coach.
6: I'd hate it we all hated the hiring I think yeah so I definitely did not did. like I hated the, the process of it yeah exactly but I thought he had a decent overall uh season as a rookie head coach because the talent wasn't great here and the he had he didn't have a lot to work with so I think he did a fine it was it was hard to really get a whole good read on him I think that's the truth based on wasn't a lot of talent there. I think early on the season, I thought we saw a lot of his creativity as a play caller. I think that's why they had some of their best success early in the season. I think the problem was that they didn't have enough talent from that point and teams caught up. And it wasn't really his fault that they couldn't adjust so much as they just didn't have the talent. Now, I know there's some flaws in there with like the Dallas game. And James, you always want to point to the Giants game in there as being some some bad (laughs) decisions and all that. But overall, I think it's too hard to have like a definitive final grade on him. But if I had to give a grade, I think I would give him like a B.
5: Uh, you know where I stand. I don't think Doug Peterson is the long-term coach of this team. If, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he's gone for wow. sure. Uh, I, look, he hasn't impressed me. I, there has been some nice play-calling stuff. I agree with that. I think he's been somewhat creative there. But you look at all, the totality of the mistakes, of the doubling down on his mistakes, the kind of stubbornness about it, I, I, I've just not been impressed yet by Doug Peterson.
0: Kevin, what's your overall feel for it?
1: Um, you know, I, I looked at some of the good stuff he did. I think you're right. He didn't have talent. But then again, you know, I look at the fact that they put a rookie quarterback in, the guy who's supposed to be the franchise, and I thought they put him in positions to fail a lot of times. I mean, throwing the ball 60 times in a game, you know. I, it's yeah, kind I'm of up no in chance.
0: the air, right? Yeah. He
1: yeah, no, yeah, had no chance to win. I mean, you're, you're putting this guy at risk. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, Kevin,
0: so we pre- we appreciate the phone call, buddy. We're just right up against the break. I'm going to give you my answer, and uh, I think uh, people will be mad at it. So we'll get into that. It is BGN Radio at Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: All right, I'm gonna say something really stupid. What else is new? I think Doug Peterson is actually a pretty good head coach. Oh god. I think Doug Peterson's pretty good coach. Now, on the overall scheme of things, I guess I'm gonna retract that immediately. I think he's a <laughs> I think he's a I think Way he's to stick to your guns, Jeff. <laughs> what I meant to really say is like I think he's a great play caller. I think he schemes very well, and I think that's part of his gig. Now you can make the argument, which I'm sure James Will in about five seconds on BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio ninety-four WIP. Now that's just not all about the head coaching tree. It's not about the play call. Anybody can be an offensive coordinator. Exactly. It plays. It's managing games, doing all that stuff. So I, I get that, too. I wouldn't want him being in charge of challenges or, you know. <laughs> too bad he's your head coach. Push-up contest or anything else. I just think. <laughs> push-up contest. Yeah, exactly. I heard he's great. Can't well. organize things, you know. Uh, but I think he can really scheme very well. And I think uh, good enough that all that other stuff eventually It'll matter. It'll matter. I mean, we will get upset about it when we're playing Monday morning quarterback, but I think the offense is good enough with now this influx of new talent and a uh, a quarterback that didn't realize, and he probably didn't realize too, that was going to start eight days before the season rolling on. So there was a lot of different changes going on. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt moving into the season, and I have the right to change my mind in the first six weeks. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Okay. So, yeah, you got that little parachute ready to go. Exactly. Look, I I get the concept of, you know, he needs more time, first time head coach, not enough talent on the roster. Sure. Uh, He certainly did not have enough talent on that offense last year, but. You have to look past that and look at who the guy is, what he has done in the situations he's been in, how impressive he is. And look, we make fun of the whole press conferences and whatnot, but there is something to that. This is still a guy who has to stand up in front of the locker room and be a leader of men, of, of get guys to buy into what he's selling. And I, do you think Doug Peterson could sell you on anything? I mean, I, I, like he just doesn't come off as a commanding leader type guy and and look could be wrong again we, we'll see and all that but my take right now of what I've seen of this guy both you know in press conferences in game all that kind of stuff doubling down after games I have been not impressed by what I've seen from Doug Pearson and if I had to bet on it I would bet that he's not long for this job when, if I had to
0: bet when we use those terms though like leader of men and guys that can really sell you on certain things yeah. I think of Bill O'Brien I also think of Chip Kelly.
5: Nah, but different I, Chip Kelly.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting <laughs> there. Like, it's just as a commanding presence, you know? It's the same stuff that the Giants people were telling. Everybody about Ben McAdoo and his commanding presence in the locker room and stuff. That crap is so overrated. Uh,
5: you always say it's overrated. It is. It's that, not it, overrated. You are the you are the leader of those men. Like I, that. You are I, the you are like. How is that overrated? I don't I don't get how it's overrated. I
0: think Doug has enough of, in quotes emotional intelligence to oh, understand brother. and do all that. Do all the lock. I'm not worried about the locker room stuff. I'm worried about how he puts his players and puts them in situations where they can win. Kelly was not able to do that yeah, a lot but of he, times. Doug Dun Peterson, made... Peterson has been able to adjust through every... This is really? the one thing that we always forget. In those half he... times, they scored points coming out of the half when they deferred, I think, 8 out of 10 times this season. That That's an adjustment period. That's going to get points. It's knowing how to do all that. If he can build on that, great. I'm not trying to qualify him as the greatest head coach ever. There's still a lot of questions to be answered. I'm just as frustrated as... And like if somebody, and I believe our previous caller had said that too, it's the 60 passes thing. I mean, just let it go. It was one game. It's not like they were like, oh, well, you want to throw 60 passes every game. That's what it turned into. It's the same crap that we talked about with Nick Foles and Chip Kelly, and they had them, you can't have them thrown 55 Mm -hmm. times a game. Yes, you can. Sometimes you need to do those things.
5: But there is a fair counterpoint while those discussions were having because Doug Peterson's the one saying, we have to run the ball more. We have to run the ball more. And then you didn't freaking run the ball more. (laughs) Like, you're in charge of that. You are calling the plays, bro. Like, how can you come out and say we need to run the ball more and then not run
0: the ball more we're and then say, here, well, I
5: guess you just need to do it. I'm the one making the decision about-
0: running back by committee and all that crap, and then how much this, the, yeah. this squad needs a guy that can run it 20 sure. times a game, and then we're questioning why he wouldn't run the ball more.
5: Because it, it didn't work. The point work. was that he shouldn't say we need to run the ball more then. Why is he telling everyone we need to run the <laughs> ball more and then not running the ball more?
0: Because maybe that's a little message to the running back group of like, step up your game. We need to, you need to help yeah. out my, my rookie uh, quarterback here. Let's go to Eddie in Phoenixville. Eddie, what's going on today, bud?
12: Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Good, uh, uh, lifelong uh, Eagles fan, uh, season ticket holder. Uh, have only missed a handful of games, and I got to say, I love listening to you guys. I appreciate that, Eddie. Thank
0: you very much, man.
12: I'll tell you what, you just you bring real football talk, and uh, as an Eagles fan, I appreciate it. You know, I'm going to continue listening to you guys. Uh, as far as you guys were just talking about Doug Peterson, uh, what I see with Doug Peterson is he has brought real football back to to the Eagles. You know, we we went through the Chip Kelly era, which was uh, you know a lot of nonsense and stuff like that, but uh, you know we we have good guys in place. We have a good uh, you know coaches on the offensive defensive side of the ball, and uh, you know I see a lot of real football. But uh, uh, my main question is about uh, Derek Barnett, mm-hmm. the fact that he's not under contract. Is there something to look into that, like how he's practicing right now with the? Uh,
0: no, in fact, you know, uh, Eddie. He said yesterday when everybody was kind of talking to him at rookie camp that. Uh, it's it's well on its way. It's just a couple of couple of things, and he doesn't foresee it being a problem. I would imagine that's wrapped up before OTA start. I, I think it's good to go. I'm, you
12: know, I, I would think that it's probably wrapped up now. We just don't know it publicly, but the fact that he's out there playing—I mean, do we look at a guy like that? You know, he he's bringing it. You know, he's putting it on the table. He's practicing. He's without a contract. That's the kind of guy we want.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, and it's and it and uh, we appreciate the call, Eddie. And what is. The funny thing about that is the CBA's completely changed all that stuff too. So no longer is that like, well, I'm I'm never gonna <laughs> I'm never gonna come in there and play because at the end of the day it doesn't help rookies to sit out and do all that yeah. stuff either. Unless it hurts them unless you're Joey Bosa and your dad has a lot of money and yeah. you can go Hey, uh, yeah kiss my butt and the NCAA can kiss my butt too yeah, and, and you're, that's fantastic and you're, and you're good enough to be Joey yes. Bosa
5: could just go out and not need to practice and just walk out and dominate
0: <laughs> yeah and uh I'm I, I gotta tell you just on that alone like I still really am excited about Derek Barnett being here me too uh I think they're going to put him and he even said yesterday they're going to put him in in different spots he doesn't care if he plays lefty end, right the end uh and that's exciting to me uh and I think that's Basically, the scheme helps with that too, because I would I would imagine that they're going to mix up defensive ends now. They I and it's something they couldn't do last year. I mean, you can have you can throw Brandon on the left side, you can switch and do a lot of different looks and have that same kind of capability. And I think we kind of overanalyze that sometimes. It's just like, oh, left end, right end. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I totally
5: agree, and and we've talked about it a lot uh, on the podcast at BGN underscore Radio. There's so much depth all of a sudden on this defensive line. I mean, we talked about it last year going into the season, and I joked about when we, John, at, at one point in a podcast, got it all guttural and was like, <laughs> I want
1: blood. You know, like it was, it was great, you know,
5: talking about the Schwartz D and Vinnie Curry and these guys going to get it. And obviously, we did not get the blood we wanted no, this no. past fact, season, but
0: maybe, maybe even just a little, uh, <laughs> a little, little test. pinprick. <laughs> yeah, little exactly.
5: Pinprick. <laughs> uh, but I think, look, I think we're a lot more set up this year to have a real imposing, consistent uh, defensive line. I love the moves on the interior, bringing in again. There's just depth, John. Like, there's a lot of guys here that you can go to.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing that we've all discussed before, BLG. I think I was incredibly upset last year when they didn't dive into those defensive tackles when the the class was yelling at you to take some. But now, uh, and again, one-year contracts and some UDFAs thrown in there, it looks like that
6: this potentially could be a monster defensive line rotation. I 100% agree. And I've been thinking about it more, giving it more time, and I'm like, I think this pass could actually really eat this year. Because yeah. look at what you had last year. Connor Barwin, God bless his soul, great guy. Nothing against Connor Barwin you know, as, as a human being. But he, let's be honest, guys, he wasn't effective as a player. And he was going up against left tackles every week. Yeah. And it was really sad to watch because it was kind of just like a free play for that left tackle. It's like, oh. Connor Barwin's just going to do that spin <laughs> move he does all the time. Uh, done. All right. Next play. You know, it, was, it, it and it really disappointed me. You know, because we, we all love Connor Barwin and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, unless your name's Matt Daring, but <laughs> but still, I mean, seriously, he wasn't effective. And then Benny Logan again. I love Benny. Benny's one of my favorite players. But is he really the best pass rusher? No, he's not. Timmy Jernigan has a lot more sacks than him and a lot less games played. I think that's a huge. Addition that's kind of being underrated yeah, here, totally. Um, and again, you add Derek Barnett. You had Chris Long. Vinnie Curry, maybe he'll bounce back. He'll be in a limited playing time, of course, as he always is. Well, the, <laughs> the, the,
0: the thing when we always talk about that, he st- as a as a rotational pass rusher, yeah. he's still effective. Yeah. It's not like he's oh, dead.
6: Yeah. That's the thing. Vinnie Curry isn't some terrible player. That's no. something we need to clarify, too. He has a role. He's obviously he's in— just overpaid. Yeah, he's just overpaid. That massively is overpaid. Yeah. But still, when you add all of that together, I think this pass rush could really eat— I think they have the potential to even more so than last year. Because, again, you have Jernigan and Cox playing— right next to each other now. That's mm. awesome. I think teams are going to have to... And I think it's going to work into the Eagles' favor when you have those guys rushing up the middle and pushing the pocket there. Guess what? You just got a super bendy defensive end. It's a yes! funny uh, adjective for a defensive end, but it's I true. Love it. And guess who's going to be coming around the edge there once that quarterback's being flushed out of the pocket? Oh, it's Derek Barnett. And he could immediately, as a rookie, have a role there. So I think it's something to get very excited about. I also think it's something when... A lot of people still are like, "Oh, the corners are going to be terrible," and they might be. You know, there's going to be some growing pains here. I don't with, think so, man. Well, I think uh,
5: I think so. You
6: well, uh, I think it's there's going to it's going to take some time. Come yeah, on, it's yeah, going to yeah. take some. Regardless, time. Regardless, I
5: think your point is uh, right. The D line will make them better that, than they are, yeah,
6: and you still have those two good safeties on the back end mm-hmm. that we don't probably don't talk about enough of because we just assure they're assumed thing, but or they're a sure thing, but they're really good guys. You know, Jenkins and McLeod. So I'm not saying the cornerbacks are going to be awesome all of a sudden, but when you have those safeties back there, and when you have this defensive line that could potentially eat, I'm not so worried about the cornerbacks all of a sudden. And I'm not I, I don't know why, but um and and it's probably gonna come back
0: to bite me in the ass, but I love Razul Douglas. Wow. I, I don't I don't think there's As gonna a be rookie, an you're issue saying. at all. I, oh, oh, that's 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 really hold on, hold on, hold on, agree, hold on, hold on. On that side of the field, there's not going to be a huge as issue. As a rookie, wow. wow. As a rookie.
5: I, see, I, I like him a lot long-term. There'll I be think dips, a, but, but there's not going to be a huge so issue. It's so rare. It's so rare that a cornerback as a rookie – I mean, Jalen Ramsey last year was the fourth pick in the draft and played like it. Other than that, and I, I know Teron Davenport in the most recent podcast we did and said Marcus Peters – even Marcus Peters is rookie. He had a lot of interceptions, yeah. but he also got burned a
0: lot. Yeah, like, oh yeah.
5: Rookies struggle at that position. You got to give these guys. But
0: time. I guess it's. I mean, like it, it depends on how you define that. Because I will take getting burned and seven interceptions or six interceptions or whatever it is in your rookie season. Okay, sure. Oh,
5: cool. totally. Now, but, but again, Marcus Peters also the eleventh pick in the draft. I'm saying like it's yeah, exactly. rare that you see a third mm-hmm. round corner from Jump Street be that effective. We'd like to see him grow through the season, but. I do think you're going to have some issues there in terms of the development.
0: Process. I just think because of what BLG is saying, it'll help. The I mean, again, the bar was very low.
5: Well, yeah. Sorry, if it, look, he, yeah, exactly. To McKelvin, he's going to be better but, than Leonis McKelvin. So,
0: <laughs> so if if it is that, and I think a guy like Razul can give you that extra half second, and it, and it all happens with him. It all happens in the first snap of the of the ball. It's physical. It's bang, bang. It's one, you know, two arm bar, one arm bar. Bang, bang. Yep. And and hopefully I can ride you to the sideline yep. and do all that stuff. I'm excited to see them in pets. Let's just get to that. Let's fast forward <laughs> to August because I'm dying here. 888 Let's go to Chuck in South Jersey. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man.
13: Good. Uh, what i like to know, uh, what i like to say is I think it takes a very intelligent individual to uh, be a head coach. In the uh, NFL um, I don't think anybody was really stupid Except for Kotite, of course <laughs> um, With that being said uh, I think uh, I think uh, What's his name, Peterson mm-hmm. is, is a clone of Andy I think he saw what worked for Andy And he's doing what Andy uh, Did to produce He's not He's not on his own yet and with that being said, I think one play defines him last year of where, you know, why he should be a coach and why he shouldn't. And that was the play where he put uh, the quarterback in
5: a position. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a great call. That was, that was right a after idea. a concu- like potential that, concussion. It's a great that point. Play in it, that play in itself tells me,
13: he is not ready because the one person you value yeah. is your quarterback. He's now this guy is your he's your, he's your lifeline, you know, and he put him in a position where this guy could have ruined not only the season
5: but the whole pick. Everything. Chuck, I love that call, and I'm not going to damn Doug Peterson for one call, but I think it's it, it, emblematic of the mistakes we saw from Peterson, the, the brain farts. Like, that's stupid. Like, that is yeah, a stupid thing really to dumb. do. It's stupid to do, even if Carson Wentz had not just had his bell rung. He was on the sideline getting a concussion test. You put him back in the game, and he's your lead blocker. Like, what is that? That And that, that, it's that type of thing. It's the not kicking the field goal in Dallas. It's the, you know, there are so many of these types of things. The decision. In the Giants game, twice with the field goals, like where it's just, I I like aggressiveness. I am a fan of aggressiveness, but there's also something where this guy just doesn't seem to think through the decisions sometimes when he's making them, and it ends up screwing.
0: Him. I think when we talk, we and we talked about that a lot during the season. I will take a head coach that is overly aggressive over overly conservative. I, I and agree. I know you should have be, be a balance and understand the situation do and do all that too. But I, I, man, I think if there were Again, going back to the talent on the roster, I think there there was guys that actually could physically catch a GD football. Yeah, no, those things don't matter as much.
5: That's fair, but at the same time, it's like we saw the contradictions, right? Because I'm with you. I like the Giants game overly aggressive, Dallas game too cautious. It's yes, like you know, we're, like, yeah. So it's like uh-huh. the decisions ended up being wrong ultimately. And and granted, you know, you're it's I'm a process. No, over results, guy. Over right? results, yeah, guy. You got to look at the process. The process. So, yeah, that's why I stopped. <laughs> Tuesday, watching. baby.
0: Let's go, man. I'm uh, one four. A let's go.
5: Xfinity live action, but uh, yeah. So that's my
14: point.
0: Uh, let's go to David in uh, North Philly. David, what's going on this afternoon, pal? How you doing? Good, man.
14: Um, I think about three segments ago, you had mentioned that uh, the, you mentioned the Vinnie Curry contract kind of being a detriment to the team. Not detriment, just was,
0: that just that they can move on from it next year if if it they if a they choose to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
14: The thing is, I don't, before I even think about Vinny Curry's contract, underperformance, anything like that, look at their salary cap. You have almost $13 million in dead money. Most of that belongs to Bradford and Daniel as quarterbacks who aren't here. Then you look at the mistakes that they've made because Aguilar and Huff aren't here, which they, if they're both here and actually give you anything – that you don't have to spend close to $15 million to Agu-
5: Aguilar is here, but he hasn't given you anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but
14: I'm saying you got – but he's a, he's a first-round pick, and he should be. On, he's on a, a low deal. And Huff was a third-round pick. He's on a low deal. If they're performing, you don't have to give $14 million in salary cap space to Jeffrey and Smith. Then you have Kendricks and Kelsey who count for $13 million, and you want to get rid of them. All that money just from those players – that's five or six premier players that you could add to the roster right but, now.
5: Totally. But what's your point? They were all mistakes. It doesn't mean that the Vinnie Curry contract was not also a mistake.
14: Yeah, I, well, see, I'll say Vinnie contracts Curry's a mistake after one year. You have to see him play. Yeah, oh, well, like, yeah. I mean, being, da- David, when
6: uh, we, we appreciate is the phone call, on, overpaid. He co- can't even get on the field. That's part of the
0: problem. But that's the, yeah, it's if, nine million a year. If we we've gone through that a bunch in this town, of it was free, Vinny, and it was he wasn't getting enough snaps. Sure. And now that I mean, he was the main cog in why people wanted to go to the four three. And I think in Howie's mind or Lori's mind or whoever it was, that was what they did. And they go, okay, Jim Schwartz, wide nine, pass rushing. We know what Jason Babin did. So let's pay <laughs> Vinny because he's going to get, you know, 14 sacks or whatever. And didn't come close to it. And guys, he's not
6: young. He's 29. He's like, what, young, one year old? Or is just as old as Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham.
5: Graham. That's, that's the point. And then, like, I get what David's saying is that we always kind of harp on the Curry contract. Sure. Collectively, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. There were other mistakes too. Those were yeah. all mistakes that he mentioned. I think we all agreed. at is the Kelsey, time that Chase Daniel was a ridiculous contract, but that Kelsey doesn't a, mean a, that a the mistake, cur- that doesn't make the Curry thing. No, and the Kelsey no. thing. They got good value out of that. Very it's just good money there. Fr- team friendly yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you know some of them were mistakes, but that doesn't take away from the Vinnie Curry thing still being a huge mistake. <laughs>
0: it's absolutely eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. When we come back, we're gonna go through this roster a little bit, and we're going to maybe... Are there some surprises out there to not make the 53? Uh, Plus, we'll get into some jersey number talk as well because there is one horrendous one that we need to talk about immediately. 888-729-9494. BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: Now, our good friend William... Chimes in here, and this is going to be to your point, James, because you're you're the you're down on the Peterson. If the Eagles average twenty eight points per game and go eight and eight or nine and seven, do you consider that a good season? That's from William Anderson on the Twitter.com at PGN underscore Radio.
5: No, Doug Peterson gets fired wow. if that happens. Look, I I truly, honestly believe unless there are like all the mitigating circumstances in the world. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think Doug Peterson will be fired.
6: How hard is it to miss the playoffs right now, in your mind, BLG, with this current squad? Well, I always go back to, I die on the hill constantly of that. They should have had a better record than they did last year. I think there's some bad luck mixed in there with the close games and everything and all of that. And and obviously some of it might be decision-making, too, on Doug Peterson's part. But I think you know they do have uh, some kind of path to improvement here. I think there should be reason for optimistic. So in that sense, I don't think it should be hard to miss the playoffs. James, when you say the thing about he's definitely gone. I I
5: would guess. I'm Well, All right. right. Well,
6: you think it, but the part where I I disagree with you and I agree with you in some ways, the part where I disagree with you is I think they really want stability here. I don't think they want to turn over this whole coaching stuff, especially like with Schwartz and stuff. I think they love Schwartz. And I think we see that. they Look, guys, the Eagles' first three picks in the draft this year were defense, by the way. Yes. Um, I think, you know, and you look at the free agents signings also, last how you, year. How,
0: how would you say that, then, with, with Schwartz doing that?
6: Uh, maybe not J-I-M Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Maybe G-M Schwartz? No. No one will think that's funny. Except me. So the part where I agree with you, James, is when – there was talk of the, the coaching search, and who were the top candidates? Do you guys remember? Yeah. We had
0: Tom Coughlin.
6: They Adam were, Gase. No, 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 oh, oh, the top top. Like the
0: unrealistically.
6: Oh, Hugh Jackson. No. What,
0: You're talking like
5: John, Ball, Gr- John Gruden. Oh, Arbaugh, and that Sean Payton. Stuff, and like Sean, guys okay.
6: Those guys were like who, who you couldn't even remember them because they're like, oh, that wasn't going to happen. Yes, that was okay. unrealistic. I think that's where Doug Peterson might get out. I think if there's that premier elite kind of coaching talent guy out there, which wouldn't really make sense because if he's so good why would he be out there? But I think somehow if there's some kind of weird situation where he is I think that's how Doug Peterson could be gone.
5: To your point, I think the bigger issue with that specifically was that Doug Peterson was not their first choice. We all know this. They didn't want Doug Peterson first. So I, I don't think they're coming in with him being their guy in that same way and I think they I agree they don't want instability. I think that's one of the big things. They want to kind of Keep consistency and more from over year to on year. that
6: Real quick, I don't think Howie wants someone who's going to challenge him. Well, that's
5: yeah. a different yeah. issue, and that's that's a, that's for me more likely that he keeps the job because of that yes. than than the other part. But regardless, I do think that he was not their first choice. I, I don't think they're enamored with him. I don't think they were ever enamored with him. So you never know in that case.
0: All right, gentlemen, put on your tinfoil hats because we're
5: going to conspiracy
0: town. Yes. Uh, well, first things first. Uh, I can't elaborate on it. And he definitely pulled the, wa- oh, the wool over the eyes of yep. Howie Roseman. Yep. I'm going to leave it that there. Secondly, uh, I do believe that there is something to the John DeFilippo block. Me too. I honestly do Me believe too. that if there is some sort of fallout that comes like that in a, in a, in a case where they do go 7-9, and nine, nothing really moves the needle first, I think your new head coach... Is going to be John D.
5: I do, too. That's that's where I'm going. And that's stability. And that's why it would answer that that whole thing of of stability and having Carson Wentz stability. Right. I could totally 100% see that.
0: Now, that might not be their plan in mind, but that might just have the point being, yes. worked out the way it worked yes. out.
5: I think Brandon's right in the sense that if you know, John Harbaugh suddenly becomes available next year, that they would move Doug Peterson for that. But I think that it's also very likely that if that is not the situation, but the Eagles don't do well... Doug Peterson is going for John D. Filippo,
0: and I. I, And again, I'm curious. When's the last time that a premier coach has been out there? You know, like I can't think of anybody. Jim
5: Jim Harbaugh, I guess, when he was for the Niners, and then got well. Yeah, he was definitely
0: definitely not going to come back to the NFL. and moved on to Michigan. Yeah, so was getting
5: him from Stanford was a big deal. He was from Stanford. Yes, yes, yes. To the Niners. So we're including that too. Like if there
0: was a college hedge coach, hedge coach that was am I saying hedge you're saying hedge David Coach? Shaw
5: I think is probably <laughs> the only guy down there who's not been in the NFL who like I feel like could be that type of guy right where it's Maybe. I feel like if David Shaw wants an NFL job that's open he could probably get it
0: man I don't know if anybody would take him on like instantly like you, would you replace Doug Peterson and just go no, no, I'm from just an ego standpoint just, it's
5: a good point with the big names I'm just saying I, I don't know I think of the college coaches I mean, I guess Nick Saban, I'm sure if Nick Saban wanted, <laughs> If he to, wanted yeah. to coach in the NFL, someone would give him a job. He would. Oh, yeah. He was What's too successful it? not yeah. to. But I, other than that, I think Shaw's the only other guy that kind of pops out as like someone who, you know, would be that type of like Woody, wouldn't he, like Chip Kelly when he came in, like that type of big college name.
0: I think there is a possibility that he could be the coach for the next even three or four years. Five years. Who, Peterson a, here. Peterson yeah. and get get the team close. Not close enough, and then you could see one of those situations where, like, a, you know, not actually, please, God, not actually John Gruden, <laughs> but but that that same thing where the Bucks went, okay, we yep. need we we just need that extra something, and Gruden's going to be that guy or whoever's going to be that guy. I could totally see that happening as well. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We're taking your thoughts on Peterson, uh, this rookie camp, Brandon Graham, and and his coin. Basically, anything you want to get into, a little lighthearted. As we transition into this first, though, the uh, the numbers finally came out for all of the different rookies. And I gotta tell you, first one that jumps off the board, Sidney Jones in twenty-two, makes me so excited. Oh, I love it. And I think BLG even tweeted he went to Koheed <laughs> and Cambria where he had the, <laughs> the four. The four because Sidney Jones is gonna keep the fourth on his love on his it. name, which I also think is pretty badass. Pretty as well. badass. So that is uh, that's first in line for me as far as like Jersey jersey that you would consider Blind, uh, going in blind or Very whatever, good. he might never play a snap, and you might have that on. But uh, I don't see that happening, so I, I really like that. I am the only thing I don't like is Jerry with forty-seven, who's just you know again they're selling this hybrid linebacker thing. It's a fullback number. A, it is a fullback now. Forty-seven is just ugly for a linebacker. It's terrible. It's,
5: it it just feels like it shouldn't be on the defensive side of the football too. I think it's the issue, I, I, which is silly. It's such a silly thing to say. I
6: don't think it is though, because Trey Burton just had it. That's the that's the weird thing about what, it. Oh For, yeah, good point. He's No, forty seven. Changed to eighty eight now. Huh. That's right. Yeah.
0: Huh. But it's mind no. blown. <laughs> forty seven is more acceptable to me
6: as like a, a tight end. <laughs> a tight end. Like I, like that's what I
5: mean. Yeah, like a, a fullback, halfback, tight end, like that whole kind of. See, Realm, I'm, okay. See
6: that. I'm okay with it because it's the only from forty to forty nine is the only range that both defensive backs and linebackers can wear. So
0: I'm
5: just excited that we can harken back to James Thrash <laughs> and we have an eighty on the team.
0: Oh,
6: yeah. and speaking of that, do you oh, BLG B- do you like those wide receiver numbers? You got Hollins. I think like they're with wrong. 10. need to be flipped. We need to switch them. What's going on here? Mac Collins, I think bigger guys, I like eighties on them for whatever reason. Um number ten, huh? and, and number ten, come on. Like, everyone's Deshaun. calling Shelton Gibson, like, the next Deshaun. He <laughs> I know. It. They,
5: that was almost like a little, like, F you to the fans. Like, oh, you think he's the next Deshaun? Well, guess what? He's 80 and he's 10. Do
6: you think they thought of that? Though? like no.
5: Sorry,
0: that's a little too on the nose, I think fellas. that's
5: ridiculous. I think they asked them and said, do you like this number? What number or, do you want or, to watch? Yeah, what number do you want to wear? If you, yeah. you, have, you have these four numbers to choose from, choose one of those four, is my guess. Something like that.
0: Much like Verizon and AT&T. The Eagles allow you to uh, the optionality of whatever your number wants to be. Let's go to Mitchie Tools in Center City. Mitchie, what's going on, buddy?
2: Gentlemen, great show, great show. You know, I'm going ho hum about Doug Peterson. I don't think this guy's going to be here for another few lunches. I think this organization, this is going to be a revolving door with coaches. I mean, you can argue, you know, Big Red is the best coach. I think we're going to see in a while. I'm just, I'm getting weird vibes. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of different feelings. I think you know, in, in two years he'll be gone. And I want your opinion on that, that it seems like each year we're getting more impatient and patient, this organization. And, and for having a running back, well, who do we really have?
0: Yeah, that's one thing that we were kind of going over there, and there's a lot of different ways you can look yeah. at it, and some people are putting Corey Clement as as that I, hat, and I don't really see that going in. And You know,
2: I'm, I'm a born and bred Philadelphia and raised in Center City, Philly, the whole bit, but this organization... You know, yeah, we're excited that draft was here. It was great for the city, all this. But, but looking on paper right now, I mean, you got Wentz. Is this going to be a? You know, is he going to carry the whole team? And this coach, I just think you got to go beyond this. You got to go management. You got to go. Jeffrey Lurie has to get more involved in this. But, Ooh, if you know,
5: I would, I would go the other way there, Mitch. <laughs> you
2: know, I, but, but see, being through so and I'm not that old, but being through all this shtick that goes on with this city and, the, and this team, there's every year. And listen, I, maybe eight or nine wins this year, maybe ten. That's about it again. So we're back to who's going who's to get the blame, you know, who's going to stay healthy. I mean, if you look at these Super Bowl teams with the rings, they have, you know, fantastic receivers and a line that, that, that holds the, you know, the quarterback can have lunch back there. Just each year there's there's always a question, I just, you know, a question mark. And there's always we're missing something. I mean, I'm the well, guy that says, yeah, and, I, I would have I I kept T.O. I would have signed him. Oh, and sure. I think we all would have Sure, missed.
0: absolutely. And and uh, I don't know, you know, and it's a it's a good point because I know now we all would feel like Oh man, To To should have been here, but I don't think that we thought that at the time. Oh, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of rewrite of history there. It's like God. you can't pay this guy, you get, uh, you did, did, da whatever. I
5: don't know if that's true, but either because way, because after it's, the fallout, we the, just the, fell out of the, love the, with. Him. I think the bigger thing is like we can't always use To as that one example. That was a one time ever thing that it played out that way, where you get one guy for one year. It's the most magical year you could possibly have with the guy, and then it's a disaster and he's gone. Like that is such a a unique one-time case. And also, they never had another receiver until, I guess, Deshaun really, but, you know, like that one year he was here in 08 when they made that run, but like, you know, like that was it. T.O. was it. And we waited so long for that guy, and it was one year, so of course, I think it's, there's a, whether or not it would happen at the time, I think every single Eagles fan on the planet is going to look back now and be like,
0: well, we should have kept T.O. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And I don't, I don't get the, and just focusing on what's happening this season, I don't get that sense from Jeffrey, I don't get that sense that they, there's going to be any kind of turmoil in between oh. that locker room. And in fact, I think they went, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to see how Torrey Smith works. And also we're going to draft two more wide receivers because this thing needs to get rebuilt, you know, <laughs> from from the ground up here. So that's kind of, I like where their head's at there because they're, they're drafting guys along with Carson that'll be right along with them, hopefully during those huge peaks where, again, I just don't see, I don't see how this team... Isn't contending for a playoff spot at the end of the year? I have a really hard time on paper looking at the rest of this division and going like, "Yeah, sorry, there's no way that they're going to be close to it."
5: I well, there's um, I I feel you. I, look, I contending for a playoff spot is a is a different thing than like saying I think they're going to make the playoffs. I look, I think. Look, they were seven and nine last year, and like Brandon said, a lot of lucky type of thing. Yeah, Jeffrey here. Yeah. I mean, they've they've upgraded areas of weakness, but at the same time, like. It's hard to predict in football. I mean, football's a tough game and, and you know, it whole any given Sunday and all that, but it is true. Like, so could they go seven and nine again? I think they could. It all Absolutely. comes down to
6: Carson, really. That's yeah. the make or break factor.
5: He has to take a step and he has to stay healthy.
0: And uh and there will be some guys that, you know, I don't know. That'll just <laughs> that that we are thinking now that probably like what if um, there's a lot of what ifs here. Like we have we're all excited about the the draft class that comes in. We're excited about some of the UDFAs that are here, the reality is the percentages, only maybe two or three of these guys are going to really be a part of this. Yep. This year and, and kind of moving forward, we'll get into that discussion as we will try and chop the fat and tell you who's not going to be on the roster starting week one of the 2017 Eagle season. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: There's obviously some automatic people that will definitely make the roster. And you're going to read 700 different articles from now until August declaring that, uh, you know, uh, almost instantaneously. So that's, we we all understand that. But, who's on the bubble right now? Who on this roster is not going to be here? Who won't even, who might not even make it to the second preseason game? On this roster, that maybe even be a draft pick, that might even be, you know, somebody that we're we're very high on. It's BGN Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouten, all hanging out with you here. I'm going to start. I'm going to throw some fire right into this. So you're not going to say Winston Craig? I'm not going to say. You're <laughs> not going to say Carson Wentz? <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, Dane Evans, who's here on a tryout from Tulsa, because we automatically know that's what's going to happen. Gentlemen, Bo Allen. Oh! Might not be on this roster wow. at the end of the Wow. Oh. I don't know about
5: that. Your guy.
0: We're talking... I love yeah, Bo Allen. to death. Our guy. Our guy. Poor Our Overwatch Bo, guy He loves playing Overwatch, which is like... That's the thing that we Maybe go back you can and come forth. do that with us. I think we should. We, I think if, par- According to Johnny, he might have some free time. <laughs> that's what I, mean. just, uh, <laughs> I am just... Again, the landscape of everything. So when we talk about Vinny Curry and his future being on the team there, and who knows how that kind of develops and works out, but... We just said defensive tackle no, has, has got a lot, a lot of, depth. of depth on it now, and they've added on to it. They've made trades. They've done all this. They've they've replaced Benny Logan and more. I still think Bo would be fantastic here as a rotational uh, defensive tackle, uh, but injury bug, there isn't. I mean, I, I don't know. No, I'm anything. just saying think about it because I'm not sure if Bo Allen's going to be here at the end of the, uh, the training camp.
5: Yeah, my only hesitancy with that was it did seem like they liked him a lot, and we had the whole Jeff McClain report before yeah. he got hurt about trying Extending to extend him and all that. Yeah. So my if he comes back healthy, I th- I think he's here. But I, look, it's a, the while Wally injury, Pipped
0: is what I'm basically Wally trying pipped. to say. Yeah. Yeah, so
5: you're saying that that Timmy Jernigan is Lou Gehrig.
0: There you go. Okay, Ooh. got <laughs> it. I was trying. I'm trying to figure it out here. So. Done and done. Even though so, that wasn't his role there, but uh, BLG curious, any anybody that you don't think. Might uh, not make the roster that originally
6: maybe uh, maybe we thought was a lock.
0: Don't m- steal mine.
6: To me, it's really obvious, and I don't know how this is even a shock to some people. Some people are like, oh, no, he has to make it. Dorio Green-Beckham is not yes. going to be in oh, the that team. that's yeah. like, so Okay, good. Gone. But I, like some people still think that. Like, really? He, yeah, I, I, from what I've seen. Like, he when is I see, a lock to be That's what I mean, mind. but when I say that, some people are like, oh, no. And I'm like, no, guys. like He doesn't play special teams. He's going to be down the depth chart. Mm-hmm. What's going to be on there? So, to me... That's my pick right there. Uh, also, shout out to the mighty E-Rock
0: who was tuning in with us who tweeted at us that DGB was his first pick, too. I think that was... Oh, and we got to remember, so the timeline that I guessed a long time ago that he'll get cut in week two of the preseason, Ooh. and then the Arizona Cardinals will pick him up. I love that's, it. that's 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 I love that. it. Bruce Arians does it again. We'll have that. Uh, E-Rock also saying that Marcus Smith... Won't be on the roster, which is, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good name Fair, to remember. Yeah, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option, so that makes sense. And then uh, he's BLG's favorite friend by saying Nelson Aguilar, because, yeah. you know, which I, I, I like, be Again,
5: there. I would guess Aguilar is on the team, but yeah. um, here's one for you.
0: Ooh. I don't think Alan Barber is going to be an eagle to start this season. Hey, you know, that's funny, because uh, yeah. I, that the offensive line depth is... is very strong oh, yeah. right now, and, then, and that's probably one of the reasons why they didn't feel it was necessary to go in and dive in, and do all that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, like, Jimmy Kemsky went from uh, Kelsey and Barber not going to be here to shrug emoji. Now, now it's just like, I have no
6: idea what's happening. But what do you think? Barber Barbara gone? I think maybe that's maybe we can see a trade still happen. Yeah. You know, so, uh, oh,
5: I would guess a trade. Like that right. would be my guess. For Someone it. goes
6: down somewhere else. They need it because you know Barber for you know he's not he's versatile. At least. Yeah. He's. I mean, like I would trade what? Like you know, he, if you're a seventh team out rounder there, for a yeah, sixth rounder, rounder yeah, yeah, I'm that's sure fine. add my, some depth to my offensive line. Especially if people Started get hurt. In, yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. Uh, you might know this next man as John
0: from Portland who calls in this uh, radio show. We know him best at not my real emails on the twitter.com. John what's going on this afternoon buddy how are you
9: Hey man I'm doing great I uh glad you guys got a little break with the uh, post draft coverage Yeah we were uh, we were, were not exactly alive <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I
5: literally <laughs> died and I'm back to live now but I was dead I appreciate
0: that though buddy
9: Well you literally made me feel like I was there I was streaming it hanging oh. out here in Portland That's so awesome. That's Thanks you. for thanks for doing that Of course I, uh, it's funny. I was calling in to tell you, I don't think Bo Allen makes this roster wow. really? hold hold and, <laughs> and you bring it up. Way to steal and it to from him. John Sorry, buddy. Wow. Sorry to steal the thunder. Jeez. Yeah. And really, you know, for me, you look at a guy like Bo Allen, I really like him as a player, but I don't think you can really extend him in particularly because how different is he from destiny, uh-huh. uh, Charles Walker and Qualls.
0: Yeah, and and it's and it's funny too, right? Because they I mean, they can say that now and in the beginning and even if he was healthy. I don't know. I mean, they're still probably drafting these d-tackles and signing these guys. Now Charles Walker is is another one that's it's kind of up in the air. It's a lottery ticket. You know, again. it's a lottery ticket. Oh, I'm yeah. not I'm not exactly sure if he's he's going to even uh, make it through past year. But yeah, I mean if if all those guys end up sticking around, it's really hard to go look at Bo and just be like, "Actually, sorry, man, we need we need the extra corner, we need the extra wide receiver, whatever it ends up we happening." Have younger, on the cheaper
5: options.
9: Absolutely, and you know you have a whopping fifteen thousand dollars of dead money with Bo Allen.
3: Yes, exactly. on the last year
9: of his deal. Yeah, He's got three three Tough guys to in some. the pipeline, super cheap, four years. I just. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Honey John. Bobo's gone. <laughs> I
0: know, honey, 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 Bobo can go get. Uh, maybe he can go down to the Jaguars, and become a fullback or something like that. If, if that ends up happening, I don't want Bo to go because he really is. I, I mean, he's, he's been willing to do anything for this football team, and just great guy. guy. Personality wise, yeah. I think he's he's you know just top notch as he's well. A so he's, guy. I I would hate to see him have any troubles, but you know the actions are going to speak louder than the words here gentlemen well we appreciate everybody tuning in uh this week let's go around and have some final thoughts here James
5: I mine will not be football related shout out to uh to my mom who uh is not feeling 100% so happy oh. mother's day I'm going to take the moment she's okay Tina from Miami Tina from Miami is okay but I know she's listening so I'm going to take the moment to say uh happy mother's day I love you and I hope you feel better ma
6: that was my final thought too, James. Not to your mom, but although of <laughs> course, obviously, I love your mom. She's great. Um, Big shout shouts to Tina from Miami. But I also wanted to say, you know, Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mom, yes. who you know is awesome and supports us and does a great job. And and to all the moms out there who I you know, I think you know, moms are the best. You know, let's give them a day. Let's give them more than a day. Let's give them all a yes. year. I mean, yes. like moms Absolutely. are the best. Um, So big shout out to my mom.
0: Uh, I want, yeah, definitely to Tina and to Brandon's mom. My mom can suck it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Take that, Debbie. What's up now? (laughs) 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 No, happy Mother's Day uh, to to my mother as well. And to really to everybody out there that, uh, I mean, especially with a gloomy day, it's supposed to be. A, a really nice tomorrow. So uh, breakfast in bed, highly recommended. Yeah, or take them out Four for brunch. Use, use brunch little, is
5: always fun on Mother's Day. Listen,
0: download Postmates, order in the Starbucks, oh, like which that. you can do, uh, you know, way. just to do do all that fun stuff. They deserve uh, way more than a day here. The only other final thought I have that will be football related is I, I'm already starting to notice the trend now. Ladies and gentlemen, these rookies are very nice gentlemen. They are very well spoken and their personalities shine. That does not mean that Mac Hollins is now going to be the number one right receiver. Get <laughs> Just just remember, you can, have, you can judge the person and the player all at the same time. A lot of these guys are great. Mac Hollins is going to be so quotable throughout this season. I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope he dominates the entire preseason and really does become a figure uh, for the Eagles. But don't let the person, I, I I. mean, we, we put up a, a video. He a snake, John. Come on. He w- watches Sanford and Son. I love this kid. I hope he makes it. I really do hope Me he too. shines. Uh, but just caution yourself when doing that. That was the most viewed video that we put out on bleedinggreennation.com. I think it got like 14,000 views and, and 55 shares or something like that. But just remember, they got to prove it on the football field as well. It, it's been a uh, fantastic day for us to uh, Mr. Vinny Quinn, and of course to Mike Tafiri. Uh I am John Barchard. For James Elster, Brandon Lee Gowden, this has been BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.